This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everyone. Welcome to the Curious Matter After Show. I'm Allison Hayslip, and my co-pilot here is Alyssa DeVries, and we are going to be your hosts as we take a deeper dive into this season's episodes. We are going behind the scenes to learn a little bit more about these stories and their authors. And of course, geek out on our collective love of all things sci-fi and horror. Now, tonight's show is live <laughs> on Twitch every other week, so all of you out there in podcast land, come join us over at twitch.tv slash effinfunny. And you can ask questions there and interact with the team and us. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Now, tonight on the show, we have the Curious Matter creator, Jonathan Peza himself. Welcome, Jonathan. Woo! Hello, hello. Hi. Okay, that was, so. That was an episode. That was an <laughs> yes, episode. <it> was. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm glad that I, it finally tied into um, how exactly Elise is there. Yeah. What's going on? I, yeah. Yes. Because I need some clarity. I know. And and the whole <laughs> talk last episode about about uh uh tri- I forget the the verbiage you guys use, but basically like putting her what was it her LP her LB what is it thing it's with all LB, her memories right the implant yeah yeah implant. well it's the, the en- engram engram that's yeah. it yeah. uh how they how, I didn't quite put that together like from last week's episode because i was like what is this thing that they're doing and now it finally came to fruition and i was like oh i get it now um how much of this is actually from the source material and how much is your own crazy sci-fi brain making this Uh, up well at this point we're off the rails i think (laughs) (laughs) i you know i i loved all the twists and turns i uh, uh as we talked about like early on like um, you know, Andre Norton did so many amazing things, but she didn't really have the lexicon. She didn't really understand, like, she, obviously she was writing in the 1960s. So she didn't know the world that we're in today and the kind of educated audience and the technology that we have today and the, the, the verbiage that we have ultimately to explain it. So, you know, I really expanded on what I thought were the core ideas and the things that she was imagining were possible and then tie that in to like what we know today and to kind of the our cultural relationship to technology and like where that's going to go not from 
her perspective in the 1960s, but from like our perspective right now. Right. And like try to move that that ball forward. Um, but yeah, the um, basically from the point they get into the cave, we're in a different place. In this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've okay. done. We've gone. I mean, yeah. It's always it's, the characters have been changed, and 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 the way things are revealed is different, and like scenes are different in how to get there. Because um, like, I think she was really insinuating it's at, at at ideas that didn't come around until cyberpunk, um, because mm. we didn't oh. have internet technology. We didn't have the conversation. We didn't even have that lexicon until uh, like Gibson came around. You know, Debbie. years and years and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh sorry sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> um and uh and yeah so you know like neuromancer kind of like set off that whole that whole thing and then and so you're just building on the conversation that exists inside of science fiction so that it kind of stays relevant right so once we entered this cave we are basically like post book five of game of thrones <laughs> it's the, the rails are off. <laughs> we, we went a different way because uh, ultimately the way the book ended, I didn't think was uh, it was fantastic for the 1960s, but I didn't stand up to like today's. It wasn't like, a satisfying. Story yeah, it um, it 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 fell more into the kind of tropiness that we're that the rest of the story didn't have, which I found so surprising. It's one of the reasons I circled it for so long because the end mm -hmm. was like, oh, okay. But the ideas of what were going on in the cave were so interesting and they didn't quite get explored. And I was like, oh, we're going to explore that. Are you able to tell us what the original ending is now without spoiling next week's episode? No, I can't. Yeah. Okay, then we need <laughs> to revisit this. We can. And by next week, I mean in two weeks. We go every other week. Two weeks. Yes. But yes. <laughs> what our final episode we need to revisit this because i want to know yeah. what the original because we're doing a whole extravaganza where we bring in a ton of people to interview well that's the hope <laughs> yes we're well, gonna we do see what happens day of True. <laughs> yeah it, it'll make sense why yeah. why i changed it um the end falls into the pulpy tropes and i didn't want that i wanted the yeah. End yeah. To, be, to be character driven so yeah all right, let's talk a bit about uh, AI because we, we've touched on this briefly in previous episodes, but you use AI to create this world, the, this soundscape that you're doing. Can you go Can you go more into depth about what exactly you're using the AI for? What aspects of this podcast are there? Totally. Well, um, it's been a, like a slow progression. The first like AIs that were in that were introduced were... Um, were sound plugins that assessed audio. So our mastering system is Ozone, which um, which you can build out without it. But the AI mastering system kind of taught me how to master. It showed me like what the sound was doing and ultimately how to take something that feels really flat and make it something that feels really um, like punchy and real and in your ear and in your head and not like, um, not like that wide stereo sound. So that I actually kind of learned how to master because the AI was teaching me the different steps by assessing the audio That's we were doing cool. in the early episodes. Um, we started mastering using that tool after the third episode of season one. And that was like the first thing that oh. we started introducing. Um, but this season we've integrated um, into the, the main show, we've integrated AI voice performances. And the really interesting thing is, is that in this episode, um, the all every character, every, all the voices in the first scene, except for Yachtisi, are AI, including the Whoa. person she's having a conversation with, the tech. 
in that really? first scene. Yeah, they're all the whole first scene except for Yaktc is 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 AI. Wow. How crazy is that? That's shocking. That's both amazing and sad to me as a performer because I'm like, where does my job go? (laughs) AI is taking our jobs. You don't have to hire people to do those voices. I'm (laughs) out of work. For me, it's it's, we don't need to to do it, but I, as a as someone who's so into technology and into science fiction and, and into where like culture and technology meet integrating that into the show is fun for me. It's like, oh, yeah. I can I can try this new thing, keeps it interesting and um and really try to evolve what we're doing in a fun way. It's right. it doesn't yeah. does it does it affect I don't know that it's like making it better or worse, but it definitely is like a fun thing to be experimenting with because well, those tools this, are out there. Yeah, yeah. and this, actually this ties into another aspect of the show cuz um you've you started posting show artwork on the social media accounts. And if I'm correct, these are also things that you are creating with AI. In, in AI, yeah. So yeah. if you've been following social media for the last like three weeks, everybody's been freaking out about the AI yeah. art systems. My friend was and... just showing me this this weekend and I had the same thought. I was like, this looks incredible, but why will we need artists anymore? It's, you know, That's actually kind of the question. It's mid-journey is the name of the AI for wow. everyone. Um, it's midjourney.com. It's so interesting um, because you really kind of you have to learn the language of it and it's constantly evolving. But you you're ultimately having a conversation with an AI artist and that artist is spitting out ideas. Um, It's learning, which is what's really kind of crazy. Like each version of it like gets better and the morphology of the people and like all of that stuff. It's still a little weird. Like um, all of the eyes have to be fixed. Like that's freaky. I mean, yeah. but didn't, didn't we learn that, that with the uh, Polar Express? Like, they oh just my can't gosh. get the eyes right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that it's another it's another neural system that fixes the eyes. It's, oh, God. It's Photoshop's neural eye. I use Photoshop's neural eye. So we just can't it. ever let these two AIs talk to each other because then <laughs> we don't need humans anymore. Exactly. And they're going to figure that out. And now we have Terminator. <laughs> Well, we have the artistic representation of Terminator. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If if Terminator was really pretty, maybe we'd all be okay with it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, there's like something really interesting in that, in that you got to wonder if the, if our cultural aesthetics are going to change over time as AI art comes into it, because the way they think and the way they think about like morphology and beauty, it it thinks about morphology and, and the concept of beauty when you say like, make a beautiful person. Like, what right. does that mean? Make a beautiful picture. Like, what does that mean? Because it understands those kinds of um, generalized, like, feeling-based, uh, wow, like, prompts. They're it understands prompts. traditional beauty standards? That's well, wild. It, it, I don't know how it processes that, but you can say, make me a happy tree. And it'll, it, it will understand that you're asking for an emotional context connected to that image. And it will create things wow. that are crazy. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> we we have a we have a question in chat that Great. sort of relates to the AI stuff um, from Critter Nation three thousand. When you come up with um, your audio sounds, are you doing that after the story is written to fit it in, or are you coming up with sounds you want to use and then working them into the story at all, or a little bit of both? It's 
It's well, you write the script and in the script you write direction. And so Mm -hmm. it has all the same direction you'd have in a screenplay. It doesn't really look any different, except for that when I describe action, I'm describing from a sound standpoint. I don't necessarily say this sound is here. I Mm -hmm. still do it in very like literative, normal kind of screenwriting format. But um, and anyone who's interested in reading the scripts can get them by joining the Patreon, even the lowest level. Everybody gets access to the scripts. Um, the uh, the sound, ultimately, when I get into it, I start thinking about it like a scene and like blocking a scene in filmmaking and start basically just thinking about all of the elements that are in there. And you have to, I mean, you get good, I think, at... at at thinking about what does a flitter sound like? What does a crash <laughs> flitter sound like? Like, and and like, what are all the components? And so you actually, you look at people like Ben Burt and you start researching like, okay, how is the Millennium Falcon built? Like, what are those sounds, uh, which we reference and actually use that sound in a previous episode that the, the sound of the hyperdrive failing is in our show because it's, oh, wow. it's like the 1929 um, biplane starter sound is what it is wow another <laughs> easter egg by jonathan wait and this was something we talked about off show last week or last time oh we talked yeah. about it off show so, i'm pretty sure we did we talked about the wilhelm scream yeah being in last in week's episode which i think is something people need to know we didn't talk about that on the on the after show you snuck no, it into I did. last I, I posted it on the instagram though so oh. you didn't put it on the podcast, <laughs> podcast. it's here yeah. now it's, yeah exactly it's in, but you, you like perpetuity. putting in it's pretty cool that you can still incorporate sci-fi Easter eggs into an audio drama. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, I will go searching for stuff. If I'm like, Oh, I want something that's like, okay, what's that light? I want a hum. I want a force field hum, but well, okay. Mm. What's the light? What's a lightsaber built out of sound wise. Yeah. And then you start trying to figure out, Oh, okay. So part of it's like a, a TV hum and part of it's this and, and part of it's a, um, like a cable, like being banged on like so there's like those things and it, what 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 you really get good at is like saying okay so like let's talk about how the flitter crash sound was because there's actually a lot there mm-hmm. even though it's not there's like wind whistling in the broken window like that's a component mm-hmm. um there are like ticking sounds from like an engine after it's cooling off because i was like this engine needs to be ticking because like that's what happens when you when something crashes like when yeah. you whenever you if you think about the sound of after crash for me it's always like the engine ticking or the wheel mm. spinning like in a movie like that's always the sound you hear yeah and um so i was like there's like this little fan that keeps trying to start and failing to start that's in there too so it's like this like the like the flitters like on its last legs like its last heartbeats are going and it Aww. stops actually <sighs> like as you're going but you don't know that you just feel the sound of what's going on right everything's built to that level okay this is something that i'm embarrassed to say i didn't even notice until this episode and it's something that uh listeners you'll only experience if you actually watch it quote unquote watch it on twitch uh while we're doing this live but the um animation of the star hunter logo Actually, the sound waves actually go with the story. 
like they actually are getting louder when people are speaking and they, they, when it's completely silent, they go still. And I just didn't notice it until this episode. (laughs) And that just seems like such an incredible little addition to something that's only going to occur if people are watching it live or listening to it live with, with us. And how did you, is that another AI? Like, how did you create is that happening that's just, live? That's just After Effects, yeah. So I mean, as a you know, my day job is as a is as a video editor, and so I bring a lot of those tools into things. That's why the teasers are so fun, and and yeah, um, yeah that's every show goes into. I built a, I build a template for each for each um, story, and so all the episodes in that story go into that template. Like there's there's uh, reactive animation in in our first story of the season which reactive is reactive animation got it yeah it's audio reactive animation and you yeah. there's like plugins for that and stuff in in after effects i mean it's just it's really incredible speaking with you because this is such like this is like your second language and I am like a small child when you say these things where I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? But then you explain them and I'm like, oh, I got it. But it's just funny to me how like, it's just second nature to you to know all of this stuff about audio engineering. When I'm like, a microphone, record sound. Ta-da! <laughs> it's like 20, it's 20, gosh, 25 years of filmmaking at this wow. point, including like post-production production and, and writing. So like, I basically just took everything from filmmaking, took away the picture and have been approaching it that way. And then building out the marketing and all that stuff, like it's just me. So (laughs) that's why I don't sleep much. Yeah. (laughs) My gosh, this is incredible. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so let's let's talk a bit more about the episode specifically. Okay, I mean, clearly the the biggest twist, at least to me, was uh, Yak Yaktisi mm-hmm. knowing about Ras's plot with Was. So why is this the episode that you revealed it? Because honestly, like once that was revealed, I was like, this is the final episode. How do we <laughs> go anywhere from here? And now we still have more to go. So why was it revealed in this episode? Um, because this is the, this is the episode that's about amends, ultimately. Um, it's, Mm. it's about taking stock of what got them here because the order, like the, the, the world has now shifted by order of magnitude. It's like they're in, they've now found this thing that is is so huge and so much bigger than they are when you think about it in the big questions of things that it's like in those moments when you can't help but but like take stock and so for me this this was the hardest episode to write it's also the smallest kind of smallest episode in the sense that like it it 
was all character driven this episode. Right. I was I mean, thinking sure they, that, sure they that... get thrown through a wall, but <laughs> <laughs> right. But there's less like, what creature is this that might yeah. matter us today? And oh, we're crashing <laughs> multiple ships into the ground and all that. Um, we also had the very cool moment of uh, of Elise realizing that she's been fighting with Vina's own memories in this body that she's in a way borrowed. How did you make sure the dialogue between these two characters, since they're played by the same actress were still Tiffany, yeah. understandable for the podcast listeners um well i mean we worked out early on that vina had our backwater space accent mm-hmm. <laughs> which has basically been like southern and creole and south african like mixed together and things um and uh and so she's got her backwater accent and um and then elise has kind of like it's like ultimately it's a prince of the pauper story ultimately hmm. if you think about it right it's really about those two things in conflict with each other the whole thing ross everybody it's it's all about it's all about the cultural conflict of of the haves and the have nots right and so right. she is the embodiment of those two things so ultimately when writing the dialogue it was just about vena isn't a whole vena inside of her mind vena is this fragmented kind of trapped version of her psyche and um and so she's boiled down to like the raw emotion and so it, she's just this like creature of anger and rage and so the the you're you're kind of separating them based off of emotion like almost emotional um like their emotional their emotions like separate them as much as any performance element right. and Tiffany pulled it off so amazingly. Like her, per- I, I, I like texted her when it came out. I was like, your performance is amazing um, <laughs> because she pulled it off. There's a tiny, tiny, tiny pitch shift just to give it a, a like a, like Venus, just a hair lower, like huskier sounding, like yeah. morning sounding. Um, but, um, but really that's it. Nice. And they're kind of always dancing I- around each other. And it's funny because I remember when Vina was introduced, I remember thinking, why did he have Tiffany do this voice as well? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't th- back then. I didn't same. know they were going to turn out to be the same. I mean, the same person in a way, you know, I just remember thinking like, man, he really couldn't grab another actress for this one role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, now everything... it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Every every prologue is meant to every prologue is really meant to to kind of give you this peek into the truth and but 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 like like my favorite stories do that they just they don't roll out all the information out at once so you have to put that like prologue against the prologue against the prologue against the prologue and then oh my god you have the whole backstory kind of basically it's like it's like that is it the first season of better call Saul where you get to see these like he's like yeah, you're just seeing him with these little clips in the future and you don't realize yeah. what it's all like tying into. It's very, very like good storytelling. Westworld does that all the time where they, you have no idea where Westworld, you are in time. Oh, listen, I love Westworld and now I still want to love Westworld. And sometimes I'm like, Westworld, get over yourself because you could be so cool. And sometimes you're just like too much. 
Anyway, can you tell it me I a, have it, some it, thoughts about the current season? I'm not caught up yet, though, so maybe that'll help. I'm 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 at least an episode behind in this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It. It's it. It's set up such an unbelievably amazing first season of questions, and it's and it's and it. The, I, all I gotta say is like the one thing you gotta give it is like each season has tried to like delve into it from a different direction and ask different yes. questions. Yes. And um. I love it. So it's, you know, know. it's, it's, uh, I think my biggest complaint is they set up this amazing park and then they left it in season two. And I was like, I'm not done with the park. What, why did we leave the park already? Get let's go. Samurai world. I just was like, (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. I I just wanted to see every other aspect of the park. I just wasn't ready to be put into like real world, the quote unquote real world. Anyway, this is not about Westworld. Let's hear what chat wants to say. We as have, long as it's not an opinion about Westworld. It's not. It's it's more okay. about sound. They're loving the sound. Everybody is very excited to learn how Jonathan created this amazing world. And our fabulous TD, Death Queen Vex, wants to know, what's the strangest sound effect you use? Ooh, I like that question. Yeah, it's a cool one. Uh, strangest sound. God, I don't know. Oh, it's probably the animal stuff. Like there is definitely a like Galapagos tortoise mating in there somewhere. Love, love. Like, yeah, like actual mating. <laughs> like it's like it's a mating call. No, because that's uh because that was I was looking for sounds that I could like morph in different ways, and so I started researching like what went into the raptor in Jurassic Park, and I was like mm-hmm. just to see how that was built out. And one of the things was a Galapagos tortoise, and I was like, oh, let me search that, and I found like like this thing, and I was like, okay, yeah. That's a good, that's a good, um, it's a, it's one of the sounds for the, for the, uh, for the, uh, the pit dragons. Yeah. Oh, nice. How is creating Star Hunter compared to the uh, other episodes of Curious Matter Anthology? I mean, especially this is a five part (laughs) series. Is this the longest one you've done? Well, no, we did a five part last season um, for, uh, we did, um, Philip K. Dick's second variety, which you guys oh, should all yeah. listen to. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, this one is more complicated because the sound design is just more complicated. It just requires um, a lot more creature design across the board. Like second variety is kind of like a Terminator. It's the story that inspired Terminator for the mm-hmm. that people think. Um, two Terminator references already. In the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, that you're dealing with like robots as the fundamental sound source. And that's not the most complicated thing. There's a lot of stuff that's like people know that the transformer sound and the race. Mm. But this one, like, what does a Xeno rodent sound like? <laughs> There's, it's actually more organic. It's yeah, like more nature based. So, yeah. So you had to yeah. like, okay, what is skittering? How do you do skittering? Like, <laughs> like, how do you do a swarm of aqua spiders? Like. I and I I like I animated uh the the blocking of like a hundred different spiders. I felt like I was in that scene for like two days. Just this one jumps, this one jumps, this one jumps. I don't need to be involved in the animation of any spiders. So that sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I should probably post some scenes without score so that you can just hear. Oh, that'd be really yeah. interesting. You definitely should. Totally. I might skip the spider one, but yes, you should post things so people can hear the animals on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very cool. The um 
I like the strong jaws. The strong jaws are such an interesting sound. So it's a this there's like two things in there. There's like the strong jaw has I don't even remember what it is. It's like a giraffe or something like sl- not a giraffe. It's a, a zebra like slowed way down oh. and, and and reversed at one point. And then there's also Slow motion like reverse zebra. Exactly. <laughs> there's also like chimpanzee, a lot of chimpanzee sounds in there just like super morphed. Wow. That's do cool. you ever do you ever come up against like roadblocks or anything? How do you how do you solve problems? Because it seems to me like you're pretty good at just figuring it all out. I think that's the editor mindset in the sense that like um, and I think actually that's why I can write this stuff fast and I don't hit those blocks is that mm-hmm. um, there's something about when you learn to professionally uh, like video edit that you you just like work it. You work the problem until you fix it. You just sculpt and sculpt and sculpt and sculpt and you don't you don't stop to think about like, am I making the right choice or am I making the wrong choice? Actually, that's kind of, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. My entire way of doing this was that, um, you know, you can spend a lot of energy in your life trying to find perfection and trying to find that. But that's not what filmmaking is. That's not what storytelling is. Storytelling is trying to make as many effective decisions as you can. And you try, you make the best first effective decision. And in this, it's like, okay, that works all right, I can make that work. All right, this is where it goes from. I'll start morphing off this idea. I'll start iterating hmm. off this idea. And you just um, you just work the problem consistently. And so you never run into a block because you're like, okay, I'm not finding something I like. Um, let me search more animals. Let me do whatever. Let me try reversing it. Let me. You just work it until it becomes effective. And then once you hit effective, you move on. I, I love that reversing animal noises is like a common... <laughs> I'll try reversing it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> There's a lot of reverse sound in editing, in video editing. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, so, uh, Elise, anything with the um, chat? Do we want to announce our shirt winner? Yes, I'm happy to announce our... You, by the way, you called me Elise, which is I, so funny. You know what is so funny? That came out of my mouth and I was like, that... That's it. That's not my brain like mashed up the show and you. You're too into the story. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's because I'm a princess. I know um, you are. Yes, we do have a winner of our raffle. Congratulations to Zyle the Eager. Expect a DM from us because you have won, I believe, a t-shirt. Yeah, very you cool. It's what, it's what Jonathan's, what Jonathan's wearing. wearing. Is that a it's skull? Jam- You're gonna be twins. Yes, this, this is Jamal. This is the planet. The the the. It looks like a skull. The, it is. If you look at the, <laughs> if you you've you've watched four episodes of the show in video, it's the. This is the logo. It's, Did I not just tell you I only today realized that the audio was moving with it? <laughs> Listen, it is a joke. We have a joke in my family that my mother likes to tell me and my brother that we have eyes like our father. Because we can stare at something and ask, where is this thing? Not realizing we are looking right at it. It is a terrible trait, <laughs> but it is an ongoing joke. It mainly happens when you open the fridge and you ask, where's the ketchup? And the ketchup is in front of your face. So clearly I did not. I mean, I was so just enamored today with the moving sound lines. <laughs> I didn't even look what was in the center. <laughs> yeah, like anyway. you look at the logo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, congrats to what, what's, what was our winner's name? Zyle the eager. eager. And I hope you're eager to get this t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yes. 
There you go. All right, Jonathan, <laughs> before we wrap this up, can you give us anything about next week's finale? Any little hint, <laughs> any little tease, any little. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, I think everyone's going to be satisfied. It's it's there's a lot to wrap up and there's a lot to understand still. So um, there's still another twist. Of course there is. Of course there is. I'm still like (laughs) at this point now, I want both actual Elise, not Alyssa Elise and Vina to, I'm like, how do we keep them both? Like finding out that Elise was actually dead. I'm like, no. So I'm interested to see how you wrap that. Yeah. We will see. I'm not going <laughs> to see. We, we put Elise's uh, 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 mind chip, whatever. I can't. Why can I not remember the name of this? And, and this Graham. Term, but we put, yeah. And Graham. We put that in, a, in an aqua spider. In an Ooh. Aqua spider. There we go. Solved the show for you, Jonathan. <laughs> Done. The alt, alt, awesome. alt, the alt ending. The alt ending. Love it. Gosh. There you go. You can make it like Clue. Have five different endings where at least just gets put into a different weird creature that was discovered on the Fun. We'll just have and vote for it like the like the the death. (laughs) It's not the worst idea. It's not it's close to the worst idea, but it's not the worst idea. No, there's yeah. Well, I think you'll you you will be you'll be pleasantly satisfied, I think. Ooh, I like that. I hope they fall in love. Listen, I love pleasant satisfaction. (laughs) Who doesn't? Maybe it's maybe maybe pleasant is a strong word. (laughs) Coming for me. me. Perhaps not pleasant. I don't know. What's what's the tragic word for I'm kidding. Frustratingly satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, frustratingly satisfied. You'll be there we go. That'll be the that'll be the uh the like tagline for this podcast star <laughs> hunter frustratingly satisfied love it <laughs> awesome i All loved right, it so well much that... i threw my tv i threw my, <laughs> my well no you threw your headphones yeah. oh yeah <laughs> there you go okay well that about wraps things up uh of course i would like to thank our guest and friend jonathan peza joining us tonight it is always so wonderful chatting with you you are so knowledgeable with things that i'm clearly not knowledgeable about <laughs> at all please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you are listening follow us on twitter instagram and facebook under the handle at cm anthology or check us out online at www.curiousmatterpodcast.com our technical director tonight is death queen vex the curious matter after show is presented by f and funny and the knightsville workshop and distributed by realm media so until next time i am allison heaslip this is Alyssa devries and we've been your hosts keep your memory implant close and thanks so much for listening The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This season on Civilized. Or not, it's improvised, so you don't know. Barty, please, no! It has to be done for the good of the children. Captain, is it Beatrix or Beatrice? I'm so confused. I'll tell you who it is. It's your mother! I have summited the mountain, and I declare this land for my own. Marty, get down from the roof! Every time. I can't believe we made it into space, Beatrice! Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Al. Wait, which version are you? 
Um, which version are you? <laughs> so you're saying we've been on Earth the whole time? Yeah, man, it's like just a simulation. Every Actually, we've been dead the whole time. Actually, this is lost. Actually, I'm lost. We only have five seconds to defuse this bomb. When, when you started saying that or at the end of saying that? Sound of explosion. <laughs> <laughs> so join us on Simulize Season 5 for this stuff that might happen, but probably a lot of it won't. Regardless, we're back with your favorite characters doing zany things in space, and we couldn't be more pumped. We'll see you soon, listeners. Civilized Season 5 begins May 31st, 2023. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts or visit civilizedpod.com. That got weird. Because <laughs> usually they're pretty normal. <laughs> yeah.